Welcome to the Spying Homeschooler Podcast. My name is Ben Wilson. We have another awesome episode for you this week. We were joined by a homeschooling pioneer, Becky Clark. She not only homeschooled her children, but is now homeschooling her grandchildren. She has a ton of wisdom and encouragement to share, and we hope you enjoy hearing from her. But before we begin, we just want to say thank you to Teacher Textbooks for sponsoring the Spying Homeschooler. You can check out our free demo of their new 4.0 version of the curriculum over on their website, teachingtextbooks.com. But let's get going. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Okay, well, hey, everybody. Um, there's a beautiful snowfall here in northern Indiana right now, and so it feels uh, very wintry. Uh, my daughter-in-law, Carolyn, was saying just the other day, because on Sunday it just snowed. It was beautiful. She goes, you know, before Christmas, it's magical when it snows. After Christmas, it's just kind of pretty you know but that's it you know so we're ready for it to leave and we need some sunshine and palm trees and we'd be just fine but ben we have a special guest with us today Uh, i've known becky for a long time um and i i don't know there's just something about uh hearing from people who've homeschooled for a while that feels encouraging to me i don't know just because maybe they uh some of these moms and dads have perspectives that maybe a young mom doesn't have. Because when you're in the midst of it, you think, this kid's never gonna learn to read. I'm gonna ruin their lives. Why am I killing myself? I'm never gonna have a free moment again. This is gonna last forever. And all of those things are untrue. Um, But we have Becky Clark with us today. And Becky, thank you for joining us. I know you were a little nervous, um, but we're really excited about having you. It's my pleasure. Well, um, I'm just going to start off by asking you, um, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family, just so everybody knows who you are. Okay. Yeah. Um, Wayne and I have been married for a long time, longer (laughs) than you would even guess. Uh, 42, almost 43 years, which is huge. Yeah, it is awesome. And we both came from divorced families and we were both young and we were discouraged from getting married and God was gracious. And he's bigger than two sinners who got married. And, you know, we are, we're grateful for 40, almost three years of marriage. It's been, it's been very good. Um, I, uh, he graduated college when we got married. I started college when we got married and I got my degree in mental health and um, spent the next 11 years working in, uh, working with children with disabilities and mental uh, health issues. And um, then our family came and we put our family together, very odd, uh, very odd conglomeration of people. (laughs) We don't match. We don't match physically. We don't match in many ways, but God knew what he was doing. And he put six of us together and uh, over 14 years, we adopted four babies. (laughs) And um, it was a wonderful, wonderful way to put a family together very expensive but very wonderful and um so our kids now are 18 to 33 and um all of them are local to us which is good for mom (laughs) and uh i'm grateful that's for sure Mm. i have my oldest two are girls uh sarah and mariah and then we have the boys elijah and isaiah and um like I said, just four very different children, two very different parents and a, and a remarkable family. Once you put all that mess together, it, it turns out really 
uh, very fun, very different. Mm. So did you yeah. homeschool all the way from the beginning then? And kind of how did you even decide to do that? Because that was pretty early on in the homeschooling you yeah. know, circles. The dark ages of homeschooling. <laughs> so you pro- I don't know if you knew a lot of people at that time who did it, but I would guess not, probably a ton. Yeah, we have always homeschooled. None of our kids have uh, been to school except for we have one, uh, our oldest son has some special needs. And after he graduated our homeschool program at 17, he went to two years of vocational training for special needs folks. Mm. So other than that, nobody's been to school. And uh, we don't even count that. That's kind of his little college kind of thing. Right. So it's mm. kind of cool in that in that respect. When our Sarah was four, I came home, quit quit my job, and uh, came home, and was excited about uh, it was preschool pre kindergarten time, and I was came out of a school system, so I was pursuing looking into options. Uh, what kind of alternatives there were for preschool, pre-K kind of things. And being educationally minded, I was, you know, I wanted the best, the best for her and found that the best was very costly. And so she was our only child at the time. And um, what I did was I worked with a couple other moms and we put together our own preschool and we met two days a week and with these seven other families, I became um, familiar with some homeschoolers who I, I had not really known homeschoolers before that time. And it was very new. It, was, it wasn't secretive at that time, but it was more quiet. And um, so as I, as I met these families and met these moms and saw how immersed they were in their kids and how they took their four-year-olds and their eight-year-olds and their 12-year-olds and, and uh, accomplished great things. I was just like, this is really fascinating. I really didn't even know that that was legal at the time. This was the early nineties. It wasn't common as, as common, obviously mm-hmm. as it is now, but uh, I found that I was having fun. I was just having fun with my kid. I, I didn't want that to end. So I thought, well, you know, maybe I'll try kindergarten. Maybe I'll keep her home one more year. And uh, we were pursuing some other adoptions. And so I was hopeful that a new baby would be coming soon. And, um, but we, we, we were just having fun. We were just having a blast. And, and like I said, I was learning a lot. I was learning a lot about myself. I was learning a lot about my daughter. I was learning um, the kinds of things that you only learn by being with them. You know, when you get notes home from the teacher, it's different. You know, I was watching her learn to read. I was watching her learn her numbers. And and that was very fulfilling for me. It was, it, it took care of a need that a desire that I had to watch those things happen. So I started reading, started finding out more about homeschooling, um, was interested in, in what kinds of things were available to homeschoolers which in the early 90s, there wasn't a whole lot. It was, uh, they were starting to sell, curriculum distributors were starting to sell to homeschoolers, but you paid astronomical prices for curriculum. And um, basically, I was, I was of the mindset that I wasn't really all that interested in a lot of curriculum. 
I, we did a lot of unit studies, a lot of thematic units. It was a carryover from what I had done in my public job. And I was, um, I was just gonna carry on like that. My daughter learned well that way. And um, so I bought very little curriculum in the beginning. And um, partly because it wasn't available, but partly because I was just excited and you know, we were learning together. And it was, a, it was really a positive, positive time for us. So. Well, what did those early days, you know, what were they like, though, in terms of, um, you know, because it was kind of a new thing, um, you know, now, really, this past year, every the whole world homeschooled, you know, but yeah. back then, they didn't. How did it feel? Or what do you think others felt of you? What did it what was the atmosphere in homeschooling at that time? Wow, yeah, from the outsiders looking in, I, I was a lot of skepticism, a lot of suspicion. You know, we heard the word isolation a lot. We, um, but you know what, it, what I love that it did was it drove us to one another. There was a sense of community. Mm. Homeschoolers drew together. If you saw someone out during the day at the park, at the grocery store, at the wherever, at the library, you knew they were probably homeschoolers if, if they had children. And it, there was this like, there was an always eye contact made. It was always fun. It was always like, mm, you're one of me, one of us. And it was, it was really a positive thing. I loved the context. I loved the opportunities. It was the beginning of the support groups. Mm. And because we, we all knew that we needed each other. We needed to work together. We um, needed those field trip opportunities for our kids to have some fun with some other kids and to learn in that respect um, for education, for fun, just for socialization, because you know we weren't socialized way back then. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I, I loved the art and music days. So mm. Somebody's mom was, was good at music and, and mm -hmm. she would teach a music class. Somebody knew how to crochet and they got kids together to learn to do that. The community even, even started to appreciate us because they saw us as a commodity that they weren't going to miss out on. The, the YMCA could have children in their pool in the daytime. So they offered swim and gym classes, things like that, that were, you know, those kinds of things aren't as, aren't as um, accessible now. I think people don't think they need it so much. Um, but, you know, the library classes for us, and they love the homeschoolers mm. for the most part. Not a not a hundred percent, but for the most part, we were we were pleasant to be in the library. We followed the rules. We we liked the books. I think they loved us because of all the fines we paid. <laughs> I, <laughs> our our local library has just since COVID um, determined that they aren't going to collect fines anymore. My husband is determined that they've paid off the wing with my life. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so the Name children's the department you guys. <laughs> all up and in coming. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's a good joke amongst homeschoolers, but um, you know, the other thing that I think was big at the time was state conventions, hmm. state uh, homeschool conventions drew thousands of people, like-minded people. You could take your children, you could enjoy a weekend away you could be encouraged and and carried by speakers i i know todd did. i mean 
back when I did speakers and vendors for Chio, you know, that's that's when we got to know. That's how mm-hmm. I watched Ben grow up. I'm one of those that's old right. ladies. <laughs> one of those old ladies that'll say, I watched you grow up, Ben. That's... And what a nice young man you've become. Well, thank you. <laughs> I hope that is what old fun. ladies do say those things. <laughs> well, He's a... like, oh, no, why did life No, on? That's a perfect no. segue, though. I mean, because. There you go. You, I mean, you've been involved in Chio, which is, I assume, Christian Home Educators of Ohio, um, yes, since the early days. Then, and how did that start? And how did you get involved with that? And how did Chio begin? And all of that. Yeah, Chio, Chio has been around uh, even before we had state uh, a state regulation. Mm-hmm. Um, so Chio has been around since I believe eighty nine. 1989 and um you know at that time it was different because it was small it was a small organization but it has grown and um become an amazing uh and i don't say that because i served in that ministry for almost well for over 20 years Hmm. um but because i believe in it because I, i i see the value in it the people who serve in that ministry are volunteers most of us were young families with young children and we did it and we carried that group we we tried to be accessible and available we were instrumental in the regulations uh being written and many of the chio board members were uh, worked with the state legislature to write the regulations and such and um chio has has been involved in legislation. We have a legislative liaison who is premium. Melanie Elsie has gone to bat for for homeschoolers for 25 or more years now with the CHIO organization. And you know, Ohio is a moderate state. It the reg, we have a regulation um, more so than Michigan or Kentucky or even Indiana. <coughs> Excuse me but it, it does require some maintenance. And uh, we have a diploma fairness law. Our, dipl- our, our graduating diploma, our commencement diploma, is as valid as any public sector school uh, diploma and has to be received as such. And that's exciting, that's huge. There are so many states that have tried to um, get that legislative uh, um, legislation passed to be similar to that and uh, it hasn't always happened and it's not smooth so we're grateful so many things but chio has been here we 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 got in, in uh vested in chio in the um well right before we started homeschooling actually um it was 1992 uh we were became chio members and and we were we were active in our support group and so um we brought chio into our support group into our local support group annually and such and so we became friends with some of the people who served in the chio board and in 1997 uh, we had been active enough that they asked wayne and i if we'd be interested in um serving as regional reps in the chio organization which we were very happy to do. We fielded phone calls. We um, 
did PR for CHEO. We did workshops, getting started workshops, all kinds of things all over the state. And um, when uh, we had served CHEO for quite a while as regional reps, we were invited onto the CHEO board and served on the CHEO board for 15 years. And mm. I'll tell you, it was, a, it was a ministry that like no other, it met the needs of our family. Our family was able to be a part of it. Our children uh, had the luxury of meeting wonderful people like Todd Wilson, like Bodie Bauckham, like, I mean, I could just name all night. You don't have enough airspace for you got me in there so that's good yeah, that's, i did uh, i did I that's all that matters. i dropped a name drop <laughs> but, but but those were the those were the opportunities that the kids had you know that from your experience taking your children all over the country right. and and the people that they met and the opportunities that they had and the the call to character you know they were they were on stage all the time not literally but functionally they were always being watched hmm. when they were bad everyone knew that the clark kids were bad you know <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> you oh know, yeah when... we remember those days yes uh. of course of course when they were good people were like whoa you oh you're oh you're his mom that's awesome <laughs> it was good to be his mom or her mom hmm. when the smiles were coming but you know, those are the things that I, I love ministry like that. Sometimes ministry takes parents away from children. This was something that we did as a family. And mm. almost everyone on the CHEO board has, has seen it that way. And, you know, it's my time to plug. We need young young uh, parents who are mm. interested in serving. And, and it would be an awesome opportunity. We have stepped down. We stepped down in December of uh 2019, <laughs> not knowing that 2020 was going to right. did, <laughs> but unfortunately, you know, and the neat mm. thing is we left on good terms. We, mm. we love the CHEO board. It's a, it's a pleasure to be a part of that. It's a pleasure to serve with people whose hearts are um, really devoted to the Lord first and to each other and to this ministry, to their families. These are my dearest friends. And I am blessed to have been a part of, of that. And the really cool thing is being part of CHEO. And I almost gave you a quiz to see if you could name all some of the other ones. Like if I'd say, you know, ICAG or Itchy, oh, you would know that was ahead. ill. You would go know. Ahead. <laughs> ahead. Oh, she's confident. Well, uh -huh. I, I, I'm not very prepared. But I always thought that the cool thing was CHEO is a part of even something bigger than CHEO. Yeah. You know, there, yeah. there, there is a state organization in Illinois and yes. Michigan and Nebraska and Idaho and Texas yeah. and all these different places. And you, you mentioned the state organizations. I think one of the great things to be a part of that is that you're a part of something even bigger. And uh, it was always encouraging to me to know that when I was in Florida, somehow I was connected to, to Ohio. You know, yeah. and when I was in Pennsylvania, you know, they were doing the same thing down in Arizona. And I yeah. just I just love that. And I just can't speak, I guess, enough for maybe the listeners, because I know a lot of and we're going we're going to take a commercial here. But, I, you know, the next question I have for you, you know, is 
because things have changed over time, over yeah. all those years. Yes. And, we're, and, and people are looking at those organizations differently than they did back then. But go ahead, Ben. Why don't you give us a little commercial break? Well, we'll use that as a tease then. So stick around for okay. what comes up next, you know. But uh, real quick, we just want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks. You know, as uh, Becky mentioned, you know, they didn't have stuff like Teaching Textbooks back when I started homeschooling, being homeschooled. And I wish they did because I learned incredibly well with it. And I loved the, I, I think I only got to use Teaching Textbooks one or two years, unfortunately, right at the end of my homeschooling. But it was a great experience. And my family's used it. And literally tens of thousands of other homeschoolers now use Teaching Textbooks. Um, the reason we work with them and that we are glad they're a sponsor is because we believe in what they do and uh, we've seen them help homeschoolers smile and that is our goal. So that is something we love working with them. Uh, they have a new version uh, over on their website which has a ton of new features, uh, runs on basically anything that has an internet browser and an internet connection. Uh, so it's really easy to get to and access and they have family plans. Uh, and it's just super engaging. So go check out uh, version 4.0 over on their website. There's a free trial and a free demo over there. And uh, we'd appreciate it if you do that. And again, thank you to teaching textbooks. Well, Becky, you know, like you said, and like we kind of just hinted at, you know, uh, things have changed uh, over the years. You know, in those, er, in those early years, it just seemed like the, the, not for everybody, but the majority, the vision was very clear. Nobody just did it because it was easy. You know, right. it, there were it, there were lots of reasons, but their main reason was we believe we can do it better than they can do it. Um, now, you know, there are lots of reasons. They have different options. But how have you seen homeschooling change over the years? Well, I think I think we've gotten away from that sense of community. We have our internet and Facebook and social medias that we didn't have back then. There was an internet when we started. And so when I had a hundred homeschooling friends, these were people I knew. <laughs> they were real friends. <laughs> they were real friends from people I had met, people I had shared something with. And when I, I speak with young moms or new to homeschooling moms now, I, I have this sense of more independence. I don't, I don't see the need for that community. Not to say they don't need it. They just don't know they need yeah. it. They mm. don't know the, the sweet, sweet fellowship. They don't know um, how precious it is to, to, I mean, this is going to sound crazy, but to, to go to a support group meeting and cry because you have a 10-year-old who isn't reading and isn't, is, is struggling. And, and you have people come around you more than with words. Words are sweet. And words can be wonderful and encouraging. And you can write them down and you can take them with you. But to have that other mom come alongside you and put their arm around you and say, hey, wait a minute, this isn't this. You're going to be OK. You're, <laughs> you're really going to be OK. Or to say it, they were they've been in the same place. Then they're done that. Exactly. Mm. So so that's different. You know, I, I know we mentioned the state organizations. All 
most all 50 states are struggling now to keep a state convention happening. You as a vendor know how difficult that is, even outside of COVID. Mm. Um, that is a, that can be an issue. And people aren't, people aren't surrounding themselves with uh, the resources that are available from their state organizations. And, you know, as much as I, I am so thoroughly blessed, we were able to, over the 15 or 16 years that we were on the actual CHEO board, um, we attended 12 or 14 of the national conventions, which were all the states who came together. And, and so I have homeschool friends in Hawaii, in Alaska, in Canada, I mean, actually literally all over the world, but, but even more so in the states. And, you know, we came together and, and found that, that people just aren't looking for resources outside of what they need, what they find to read on the internet. And I'm not, I'm not, I, I use the internet. I love, I love the, re, the at my fingertips mm -hmm. opportunities that that has to offer, but I am a people person and I need, sometimes I just need to talk to someone for real. And I love that opportunity. So I, I, it makes me sad that as much as the moms are missing out and the dads, as much as the moms are missing out, the kids are missing out. You know, they aren't having the opportunities that my kids had in the science fair or in the, which, mm -hmm. you know, they may or may not have hated at the moment. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> you know, the work was hard but they definitely benefited from the friendships. My kids have friends all over the country and, and outside of the country. My special needs guy, his, his best buddy is Samuel Richardson. Samuel grew up in Mexico and now lives in Texas and they communicate by phone. And Samuel gives Elijah quite a bit of time actually considering he's a new dad and, you know, but, but, it's just those relationships that, mm. that are carriers. That's, that's how we, that's how we make it. That's how we can continue. Cause when it gets rough, all those beautiful curriculum that we've paid money for all the um, time that we spent researching the things online, it doesn't carry you when the days are rough. Mm -hmm. And, and like <laughs> you, like you say, smiling is huge. And it's rough to, it's hard to smile at a big old black computer, you know, and uh, I mean, I, I, you know, I, we're communicating here and, and it's good, but boy, I love to see your family, you know, just, mm -hmm. it's, it's a sweet blessing to me to just, to see, you know, the kids growing up or, you know, your wife is so sweet and, mm -hmm. and you know, I, I like to be able to say, Hey Debbie, you know, it's, it's a cool thing. It's a nice, it's a pleasant, it's a pleasantry. God, God didn't intend us to be isolated in that. So I, I like, I like how it used to be. Yeah. And now I'm old and I don't know if these young moms are, you know, I have a lot of young mom friends who are sweet and precious and, and I adore them. And, and I really, I like the time together more than the mm -hmm. communicating. Mm -hmm. Well, and I know for me, like, I feel like, you know, I spend a lot of time on the internet, obviously. I mean, I work in technology and stuff, but mm -hmm. 
I don't think I'll probably really ever have very many memories of stuff I actually did online. Like, oh man, I watched this video one time. That was such a good memory. It's like, you know, but I totally remember being at Chio or in the Indiana conventions or, uh, yeah, even just our, our, you know, our small, our, um, homeschool group, some good memories, some bad, but I think those things yeah, ben did throw so up much more in the, uh, RV in the Chio parking lot. I didn't know that was there. <laughs> That's There's awesome. probably someone who still who has that RV now, and yeah. they're probably still picking out the dashboard. <laughs> that was that was the legendary one. But we're we're getting close on time here. We got about ten minutes or so. But what I uh, I haven't heard the story. I heard you're homeschooling your grandkids, or will be homeschooling. What is that? How is that working? What is you know how's how how are you going to approach that? And maybe a little bit of the story of how that's coming to pass. Uh, how it came to pass is is quite quite interesting. 2020 was to be my year, my selfish, selfish year. And God took me and <laughs> twisted me and turned me inside out and showed me that it wasn't all about me. Mm. No, 2020, for, for four or five years, I had talked about, I can't wait for 2020. It's going to be such a, a wonderfully exciting year. I'm going to turn 60 years old. I don't know if that part was going to be that exciting, but, but it, was, it was monumental. Um, I was going to turn 60. My youngest was going to turn 18. We were going to have the CHEO, my last CHEO commencement, which meant I graduated from high school five times. So... Um, <laughs> You, Todd, will be much right. more intelligent uh -uh. by the time you're done. But, right. but with me, that was my fifth and final time, so I thought. And so July was going to be the month of celebration. It was going to be a commencement celebration and a retirement celebration. And not that I was looking forward to being done with homeschooling because I love it. I mean, it's it's a fun thing. But as I got older, I, I definitely became less um, creative and invested a lot less time. Well, spring came, COVID problems came. My grandchildren who uh, live with me at the time um, came home from school and they were in public school in our little community. We live in a little tiny community and we have a, we have a very good school district, um, but it, it wasn't what I had always hoped for my grandchildren, but it was fine, you know, and I was, I was going with it and they came home and I became their homeschool, not mother. And, uh, well, my daughter worked and I couldn't do it. I, I hated <laughs> having to be responsible from nine to three every day. I hated Chromebooks. Not really. I actually <laughs> love Chromebooks, but but this was a problem. Right. I hated the Wi-Fi that was not dependable. I hated everything about it. My grandchildren didn't really love school anyways, but they really didn't like it if they had to do it when they thought they could be home and free. And so it became a huge problem. And so... That was in March, they came home. And in April, I said, we're not doing the school's assignments anymore. And they cheered, yay. And I said, no, we're gonna do, I am their honey. Mm -hmm. Not my choice, but we're gonna do honey <laughs> school. We're gonna do honey school. 
And they were like, ooh. Well, they found out that it wasn't so bad. But um, so I did, I pulled out all my first and third grade work for them. And in a nutshell, the teacher wouldn't receive the work. Hmm. They would only receive their assignments. Wow. So we, I, I went to my daughter and I said, this isn't working well. They're not being productive. They're doing a lot of busy work. They're doing common core math, which I don't really, I'm not able to teach them that. Not willing or able, I maybe. And so I said, would you be adverse to me sending in the notification to actually homeschool them? Mm. And she said, I would love it. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Mm. So at that point in time, they came home and um, <clears throat> it's it's definitely different. You know, it's it's hard to be grandma and to be sometimes mom and to be the teacher mm. it's worse than even your kids you know sometimes <laughs> you have to be you know because you want to be so gentle and loving and and perfect mm. perfectly grandmotherly and and sometimes you're not however you know what i believe in this system i believe it's right i believe mm. it's good i believe that god has called us to do this at this time i i i hope they never have to go back to school mm. um they academically they're struggling and we are working to get some of that taken care of. But, but my main, my main heart is I have to undo a lot that's, mm. that's, that they've learned. And there's a lot of character, you know, I, I used to tell my kids that the most important thing was that I taught them Jesus. The second most important thing was that I gave them character options that they could enjoy still have fun but be loving lovely people and same so you know I, I want that for them so so a lot of our school is 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 different and they're they're gonna they're gonna do great hmm. and I'm gonna I'm gonna survive and you know my retirement got put on hold <laughs> however it's a good thing to put on hold and it's right and i'm i am fine with that it, you know i'll tell you that if you home educate your kids it is so much easier than having to send them to school and be on someone else's calendar and yeah. timeline every day we would want to go and do something with isaiah's last year last year i'd want to go do something and take a couple days and go away and i couldn't do it because mm -hmm. i was bound by a school's schedule and now we've got the freedom to get those 180 days in any of the 365 so exactly, i love that exactly. i love that well becky we are out of time in fact if i don't talk fast we're going to get shut off here real quick but um we're going to have to have you back because i even jotted down some questions that i want to know i have some other questions i'd like to ask you um, oh, but if somebody it. but if somebody wanted to get a hold of you what would the best way to do that be um, I have an email address. Uh, it's been our email address since we started. It's harvestschool at gmail.com. Harvestschool at gmail.com. Our school is called Harvest Academy. Okay. And that's a good way. Well, Becky, thank you for joining us. I hope all the moms were encouraged because they should be. Um, you know, just I heard your heart. I hope they heard your heart. And I hope above all... It makes them all smile. 
Thank you for joining us for another episode. Hopefully you are feeling encouraged and energized by what Becky had to share. Again, just another reminder, if you would like more weekly encouragement, sign up for our free weekly email over on our website, thesmilinghomeschooler.com. Also, we just want to say thank you to Team from Textbooks for sponsoring The Smiling Homeschooler. They just released the newest 4.0 version of their curriculum, which includes a ton of new features, including new animations, grade dating, search features, and interactive sketch mode. For a free demo, go to teachingtextbooks.com. Have a great week, and as always, keep smiling.